This episode is brought to you by, well, actually, no one. It's the first episode, and we don't have any sponsors. Anyway, my name's Dominic Lawson, and welcome to the start of life. Let's begin. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to the Startup Life. Like I said, my name is Dominic Lawson. I'll be a host of this show. And so um, before we get started, quick shout out to YouTube and Otis McDonald. Why am I saying that? Well, Otis McDonald, awesome enough to put some uh, free music on YouTube for anybody to use in videos, to use in a podcast. And so we took advantage of that for the show. Uh, I really don't have money for uh, a beat or or to make music for it but i knew i wanted a, a great intro for the show and so he was nice enough to put some free stuff on youtube you actually don't have to cite them it says that in the disclaimer on youtube but hey so grateful for the free the free music it's an awesome track and so why not uh with that being said this show is really for entrepreneurs that's just one of the many examples of uh, an entrepreneur trying to save on cost. Quick rundown of what you can expect in this uh, inaugural episode of The Startup Life. In the first segment, we'll talk about why we started the podcast. In the second segment, we'll talk about what we do. Me and my wife, we are actually entrepreneurs, so we won't be hypocrites uh, when it comes to this show. She'll probably come on this show from time to time. But uh, we'll talk about uh, what we do in our company, why we do it. Then after that, we'll have like a break or a brief intermission. After that, we'll dive into what you can really expect from the show. I really want you to get really good value from the content that we'll provide on the podcast. And then lastly, we'll just talk about why we love entrepreneurship. This life, it, it's not for everyone. It really is an acquired taste if, if I ever heard such a thing. But uh, we'll really dive into why we like it and why we do what we do. So um, I hope you'll kind of join us for this journey and hey, let's get started. So why did we start this podcast? Well, basically for those of you who follow Owls on on Facebook, I guess that's a bit of a spoiler if you don't follow Owls and how this came to be. Owls is actually the company that me and my wife started, but more on that later. If you followed us on Facebook, you know that we used to write content or articles, if you will, that we debuted every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. And so recently in our business, we we pivoted or we made a shift. And as entrepreneurs, you know that sometimes if you're not telling uh, the story that you want to tell in your business or you're not not sure if the strategy uh, that you set out like in your business plan or if you don't have the business plan, the strategy you set out in the beginning is not working. Sometimes you have to do a shift or a pivot, if you will. And so at ours, we recently did that. And so one of the things that we shifted maybe away from was the written content and decided to bring it uh, to you in, uh, in podcast form. 
And the reason thinking, reason being uh, for that behind that thinking was that, um, let's be honest, not everybody wants to sit at a desk or scroll on a mobile phone to read, you know, content. Sometimes it's actually beneficial to just listen to it or maybe watch it, but definitely not read it. So we thought that maybe we can provide more value to our followers by just creating a medium to where you can just listen to it. So uh, you can listen to it while you work out. You can listen to it while you work. You can listen to it while you're, uh, you know, doing or even riding in the car on the way to work. And so we thought it would give you more value. And it's actually a different way to engage um, our followers. So that way, uh, maybe they want to email us or send us uh, messages through uh, our Facebook account or on Twitter uh, to kind of engage in the uh, the podcast a little bit more. So that's kind of the reason why I converted that content in a podcast form. Uh, so also uh, in this show, we wanted to do it as a place for three different types of people. Okay. For starters, this show is for entrepreneurs, first and foremost. Uh, we want to inspire them. We want to uh, get them motivated because when you are an entrepreneur, sometimes things don't go your way. You know, failure happens, mistakes happen. Uh, people you thought who would support you, friends and family, turn out not to support you uh, or not support you in the way uh, you thought. And so we want to be kind of like that beacon or that light or that hope uh, for the entrepreneur, for them to uh, feel like, you know, they're not alone on that island. Like somebody understands what they go through. Somebody understands how they feel in their business on a day-to-day. And to let you know that, hey, you can do this. You got this. You know, you may have a setback one day, but the next day you hit it hard. And you knock that, you know, that product or that, that presentation out of the park to get, you know, that sale or that contract or wherever the case may be. And so if we can possibly be uh, an inspiration for you getting through to the next day, that, you know, it serves the entire purpose of the podcast. It really does. The second uh, person this uh, this uh, show is for is for the aspiring entrepreneur, the one that's afraid maybe to make those mistakes, the one that's, you know, afraid to fail. And, and that's a legitimate fear. We want to inspire you to just go for it because that fear or that mistake that, you know, that you don't want to come to pass can actually be an asset. I tell people all the time that, you know, mistakes and failure is actually, it's a, it's a teachable moment. Like I tell my kids, it's a teachable moment in your business. So at the very least, it tells you what worked, what to try next time, or maybe need to get rid of it, or maybe you just need to tweak it a little bit. And so that's okay. That's totally fine. A lot of things in entrepreneurship is on the fly. So trust me, you won't be the first person that feels that way. You definitely won't be the last person that feels that way. Lastly, the third person that this is for is for the people that aren't entrepreneurs. Uh, It's for my for my uh, people that have the nine to five jobs. And we love the people who have the nine to five jobs. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, basically we don't discriminate. We don't discriminate. We think there are aspects of entrepreneurship that you can use in your day to day workplace, whether it be uh, do well in a presentation that your team is tasked with or trying to get a promotion or whether it be networking. A lot of uh, things that you learn in entrepreneurship can be applied to the workplace. And crazy enough, a lot of us who 
were, uh, who are entrepreneurs now used to have a nine to five job. And those things we learned in the workplace, we actually apply in our business. And I'll actually talk about an example about that later in the podcast. Hope that kind of establishes why we started the podcast. Uh, so who we are, and what we do. Like I said, me and my wife, we're not hypocrites for starting this, uh, this uh, show. So like I said, we are entrepreneurs and we started a company called OWLS. And OWLS, like the bird, is actually an acronym for our core values. It stands for optimism, wisdom, leadership, and strategy. And so what is OWLS? Well, basically, OWLS is a social innovation firm. And uh, like I said earlier, we recently uh, did a pivot in our business because it, and one of the things we pivoted from was calling ourselves a consultant firm. It sounds extremely boring, but when we tell people we're a social innovation firm, it's like, oh, okay, tell me more. And so that's a conversation starter. And so you'll pick up, uh, for my aspiring entrepreneurs, you'll pick up you know, tips and tricks like that when you're trying to uh, sell your business. But anyway... Uh, Owls is a social innovation firm, and um, we provide uh, services for what we like to call high-impact organizations, right? So we consider a high-impact organization uh, schools, school districts, nonprofits, small businesses. So that kind of leads me as to why we started Owls. Well, the thing is, is basically we love to learn. We love to learn and we we love to teach people. And so with my wife coming from an education background, uh, she was an educator for over 10 years. And me coming from the banking world, I was a banker for over seven years. We kind of combined the two worlds together and created owls. And so a lot of times we we find ourselves, like I said, high impact organizations is who we serve. And so we find ourselves bringing a lot of things from the business world into education and a lot of things from education into the business world. Because one thing you have to understand, not just in entrepreneurship, but in life as well, everything is connected. Nothing it just sits still on its own. I'll give you an example. So when we consult with schools and school districts, we explain how everything within a school matters to the, to the overall effectiveness or the overall uh, student achievement of the student body. So what does that mean? So basically, if you have a student in a building, the teacher can be extremely effective and the, uh, the school culture can be super awesome. However, you have constant announcements over the intercom. Or if you have to where if the school year is just starting and the air is not working, or if it's in the middle of the school year and the heat is not working, those things affect achievement. Or if you have an unclean building and the janitorial staff is not working properly or they're not doing their job adequately, that affects student achievement. So it's one of those things where, we, like I said, we believe at OWLS, you know, everything is connected. Nothing just really stands still to where you can blame one particular factor. So that explains a little bit why uh, we started OWLS. So how did we start the company? I actually love telling this story. So like I said earlier, my wife was an educator for 10 years. And so while I was at work, she called me. Now at the school she was working at at the time, she was actually uh, going through professional development herself. And so one day during the professional development uh, session, lady who uh, led the session, who the school paid to uh, do the professional development, actually took notice to my wife. 
uh, fast forward now that you know that lady is actually a mentor of ours and we're very grateful for her but she uh, was going through professional development this lady noticed her I don't know if it was her demeanor she said something to the to all her colleagues and she just like I said she just took a shine she just took a notice of my wife and so she pulled her to the side and she said you know what I think you would be good at what I do and so it was the craziest thing so after that conversation wife called me at work and she was like Dominic I got this idea I'm like uh okay okay I'm all ears what is it so she explained to me about education consultant and professional development and how it can be a how professional development can be applied not only to to schools but it can also be applied to businesses like install a new culture in a business how to install a new strategy in a business and so obviously when she was explaining it, it was geared more towards education because that's her background and so she was using a lot of jargon and I was like let me just stop you right there I don't know what half the stuff you just said but what I do know is that I believe in you. I believe in um, in your skill level. So if you say this can work, then it can work. And so it was at that moment, three years ago now, that uh, the company Owls was born. And so like any company, we've had ups, we've had downs, we've had moments where we'll be like, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. And then we've had moments like, what have we gotten ourselves into? And that those peaks and valleys are totally normal in entrepreneurship. And so, yeah, that's how um, our company, Owls, got started. We love what we do. Like I said, we love to learn. It's, it's the craziest thing. Uh, maybe it's because our company is rooted from an educational uh, platform, if you will. It's the, you know, it's the craziest thing. We get paid to learn to teach people. And it's the greatest feeling in the world to have teachers, principals, uh, sometimes superintendents or a business owner or somebody who runs a a nonprofit to have those aha moments to like, you know what? I never thought of it that way. No, we really love what we do. And when you're an entrepreneur, you really do have to love what you do, because if you if you don't, it will feel like work and you will hate Mondays. You really will. But crazy enough entrepreneurs love Mondays so there's that so that completes segment two so we're just going to take a quick break on the intermission and we'll be right back and once again my name is Dominic Lawson and this is the startup life
to the startup life. So uh, let's uh, let's keep this train moving. So what can you expect uh, from the show? Well, like I said earlier, we converted a blog or articles, if you will, that we used to post on Facebook weekly on Wednesdays at 11 o'clock. We're, we converted that all to basically a, a show, this podcast, if you will. And so we would talk about a number of things. Now, one thing about uh, us here at OWLS is that we don't just learn about just education things or just business things. We learn pretty much from, you know, anything we can possibly learn from. And so we think that's beneficial to um, our clients because when you uh, see a whole sphere of something, you really can make uh, better choices in your uh, what we like to call high impact organizations. And so our blogs in the past have uh, actually reflected that. Like I said, we learned from uh, what's going on in the economy, not just our economy, but economies around the world. We actually look at certain trends in the political system and how that may affect uh, high impact organizations. And sometimes we uh, we actually get inspirations and ideas for uh, not only in our business, but the clients that we serve from maybe uh, what's going on in entertainment or in sports or pop culture. Uh, as a matter of fact, some of the things that I've actually uh, written about back uh, a few months ago when we lost Muhammad Ali, I actually wrote a piece entitled, you know, it's okay to beat your chest. And basically that piece was about, you know, it's okay to say that you did something awesome. We also wrote a piece when uh, Kobe Bryant retired saying that Kobe Bryant is one of those people where he can actually uh, run a Fortune 500 company. Also, we <laughs> I wrote a piece that did that people were not a fan of, especially men, because I wrote a piece about, well, basically it was entitled, The NFL is Dying. And basically I was pointing out how when it comes to viewership being down, when it comes to the concussion era that we're kind of in with the 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 disease CTE, and just explaining those things. And you will ask yourself, why is that important to entrepreneurship? Like, why would you have that in there? Well, it, it more so speaks to, you can't just sometimes in your business just be uh, in a bubble to where you only pay attention to your business, inside your business. You also have to pay attention to things outside of your business you have to pay attention to things in your industry and things outside of your industry because sometimes things outside of your industry can affect your industry as well. Let's uh, dive into a little bit into a few more articles that, that we had as articles, but now we're going to pretty much kind of turn into a podcast. Recently, I wrote about when we actually pivoted in our business. So I wrote a time to pivot, uh, things that that can uh, signal that you maybe need to change or just have a shift in strategy in your organization, whether it be schools or whether it be uh, your small business. Just to give you an example, like in schools. uh, Well, let me back up just a tad. So we are here in uh, the Memphis, Tennessee area. And so we have a lot of, in education, we have a lot of charter schools that are in the area. And so a lot of times the legacy schools that are already here are losing or or the enrollment is kind of going down. And so they're not shifting to compete for 
uh, students like the charter schools. For example, the charter schools have billboards, they have commercials on the radio, and the the uh, legacy schools kind of just stand pat and just kind of wait, react. And so we actually go into uh, schools and try to encourage them or to try to give them ideas and strategies to um, to market to the community, to market to the, to the city and say, hey, this is the school you want to be. It's a time to pivot. Uh, a piece that I wrote a while back kind of speaks to that. Also, I, I wrote a piece, Four Reasons Why Entrepreneurs Need Competition. I am a firm believer that you need some other organization or you need a, a competitor in your industry that you know very well to push you. Because I, I believe that competition spurs innovation. Because if you didn't have somebody pushing you and driving you, A, the, the customer loses out. And we always, as entrepreneurs, want to make sure customer values of high priority. And then also, when you don't have competition, you don't have innovation. You're not sparked or you're not pushed to create new things, which ultimately creates a better experience for your customers. So uh, let me just go through one more. Oh, this was a good one. This was one of my favorites. I recently wrote a piece uh, entitled When an Employee Fires Your Company. You always hear about when you fire an employee, but that actually can work the other way around. And so I actually got a ton of feedback through Facebook, through Twitter, through uh, LinkedIn about a lot of people, mostly people who were not entrepreneurs really liked that one because they really understood and connected with the fact of how they felt sometimes not appreciated in the job that you work. They felt that maybe they weren't getting paid enough. They felt maybe they weren't, uh, they were ready for promotion or extra responsibilities that that organization, particular organization, didn't think they were ready for. And so sometimes, yes, absolutely, an employee, an employee can fire a company. That That's a thing. So that just to kind of give you an idea of uh, what you can expect. Like I said, we're just going to take the blogs that I did, uh, that I wrote, or uh, sometimes my wife would write. And we just put them in podcast form just to give you an idea of a blog that my wife wrote, Data, Data Driven Crazy. It was a piece about how in education we talk about using data, using data, data, data. It depends on the person, how you want to pronounce it, but uh, how you use data sometimes incorrectly or not at all. And we know in this era of uh, the new, the, the new uh, 21st century economy, that uh, data is everything, knowing how customers react to certain things, knowing how students learn uh, and trying to get a historical analysis so you kind of predict the trajectory of where uh, students or how customers react to certain things. So if you're a, a teacher or educator, uh, I'm pretty sure my wife is going to invade this space from time to time. So uh, be on the lookout for uh, some things like that. Uh, like I said earlier, we're, uh, we plan to have a few guests on the show. A lot of them are entrepreneurs, or most of them will be entrepreneurs. They're, they're good friends of mine. They're people that I collaborate with on a regular basis. They're, they're people that more than likely will be from the Memphis area because that's where we're based in here in Memphis, Tennessee. But sometimes we may have some entrepreneurs that may be from different parts of the country that I collaborate with. I have 
uh, one in South Carolina. There's another one down in Florida that I collaborate with on a regular basis. And I actually, uh, the beauty of social media, right? Like I actually have entrepreneurs that I collaborate with in uh, New, New Zealand and also in Ghana. And so once we really figure out this podcast thing, because I'm kind of learning on the fly, we're going to bring those people in. And you know what? Learning about entrepreneurship and learning on the fly, that's okay. A lot of times when we delve into this life, uh, it it really does force you to kind of learn on the fly. A lot of things you can't really be taught in a textbook. A lot of friends that I have that have MBAs, I actually show them things that they never thought of or they were never taught. Because the thing is, like in entrepreneurship, there are certain things that that certain concepts that can be taught where you talk about scalability and you talk about economies of scale thing, you know, vocabulary words like that. That's something that can easily be taught in a business class. But there are certain things or more accurately, it's one of those things where conceptually is one thing, but real world not immersion. What's the word I'm looking for? Implementation. Real world implementation is the word I'm looking for. And so uh, it it really can be two totally different worlds. And so I think a lot of uh, the guests that we'll have on the show can really speak to that. They can really speak to how the things that they learned in school or the things that they learned uh, at their other job, because a lot of times uh, in entrepreneurs, for those of you who have a nine to fives, what ha- a lot of times what happens that make you become your own boss is that you'll work at a company, let's say for like six years. And for six years, you've done things a certain way. Right. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, you'll have this idea. And he's like, I wonder if we can do it this way. Right. Like, obviously, nothing illegal. I wouldn't advocate for that. But you have those moments in your head where you're like, what if I can do this different way? You know, instead of. Instead of zigging, what if we zag? And but sometimes company policy be like, nah, we can't do that. You know, it goes against company policy. And so a lot of times people leave that job just out of curiosity. A lot of times people uh, become entrepreneurs that way, and I think that's pretty awesome because it's a pretty organic way starting your path to entrepreneurship. Which leads me to um, our last segment: Why do we love entrepreneurship? Uh, it's funny that um, we talk about that because I actually, uh, at my old high school here in Memphis, Westwood High School, I uh, actually uh, helped put together a uh, lunch and learn series where basically we, as alumni, come back to the school on Wednesdays to talk about you know what we're doing in life and how our high school prepared us for life. And so I actually spoke... Uh, today about uh, entrepreneurship. And I told them two things uh, about uh, being an entrepreneur that to me is just so awesome to to why I love being an entrepreneur. I mean, there's a ton of different reasons why I love entrepreneurship, but this these two really kind of stuck out today. The crazy thing is you'll ask me tomorrow, it could be something else that's on my mind that stick out that day. But today I told them the two things that I love about entrepreneurship. One, there is no greater feeling than writing yourself a check. You don't write yourself a check, you know, for however much. Now, I'm not going to say overdraw your account, but what I'm saying is the power of taking pen to paper and writing your name on a check and then going to cash it or 
whatever it is you want to do is extremely powerful. Number two, you can never get fired. You can't fire the owner, right? And so a lot of times, especially now since we live post-2008 when we had the economic crisis, people often worried about you know losing jobs and things of that nature. But believe it or not, a lot of entrepreneurs came out of that because they didn't ever want that feeling of being told, you know, we're letting you go. You know, a lot of those people have families and, you know, they have pride. And so being told that you're letting go after being somewhere for so long, it's a, you know, sometimes it can be a terrible feeling. And so a lot of entrepreneurs came from that. Uh, One of the reasons entrepreneurship is so cool is that you have the ability to solve problems. There's always a problem in this world that needs to be solved. And you may be the one to have the idea to solve that problem. It's one of the craziest things, right? And when you solve a problem, people tend to want to pay money for it. Another reason why we love entrepreneurship, it's all about following your passion. Like I said earlier, we're the crazy ones who who are willing to work 80 hours so we don't want to have to work 40 hours. We're the ones who color outside the lines because we go outside of the norm in order to create something, to create something out of thin air, to create some of the most craziest products that people love, some of the most craziest services that people love. I, I saw on a uh, on a uh, Facebook post recently that this guy created a business strictly on uh, just to cuddle. So basically, like think of it like a massage therapist, right? But instead of giving a massage, he just cuddles with you know with women damnedest thing like you know people and women pay him for it right they you know they have like one hour sessions and like he just like you know they come up to his apartment and then they just they just cuddle like she he just holds them and they pay him for this so like i said when you (laughs) I, i guess maybe cuddling is a passion for him but hey it works and it and it solves a problem. There are women out there who like to be, you know, they're single by choice or wherever the case may be, and they still want to be cuddled. So this dude provides a service in order to do that. As a matter of fact, uh, I wish <laughs> I wish I had uh, this second idea I'm about to tell you about now. And if you're in college, if you're a male and you're in college, uh, take heed to what I'm about to say. My wife, uh, my wife sometimes has me to uh, wash her hair, and she was saying that um, if she was a guy when she was in college, she would go to a neighborhood hairdresser and ask if they can be a hair washer. Because apparently, women like to have men wash their hair. I guess like their hands tend to be a bit a uh, bit stronger uh, than women, and so you know, I you know, I would say that you know you can probably make some extra cash on the side while you're in college because. Let's be honest, all college students need money. So, you know, you're solving a problem. You know, maybe it turns into a passion. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But, hey, that's the life. That's the life of the entrepreneur. You can just literally think something up uh, out of thin air and um, and create it. As a matter of fact, I had a Facebook post uh, the other day where, uh, like I said, we write curriculum and lessons and things of that nature. And we put them on our e-commerce site to sell. And I just sat back while we were working, me and my wife one day while we were working and I made the post saying like, it's crazy how we could wake up, go to our computer, create something out of thin air, put it on our e-commerce site and have it have it sold by before 
we go to bed that night. How crazy is that? But that's the life of an entrepreneur. It allows you to do things like that. It allows you to rewrite rules. Like I said earlier about when I gave the example about somebody who's in a nine to five and was thinking about maybe doing something a little different, right? Entrepreneurship allows you to do that. It allows you to, you know, create things that or processes, if you will, that you think maybe can be a little bit more efficient that the your nine to five job doesn't want to adopt. So you get to, you know, quit your job and then you can probably go and create that process. And then like you can probably not only become a competitor to the place you just left, you could possibly put them out of business. Crazier things have happened. And lastly, uh, one of the reasons why we love entrepreneurship, because you get to create a legacy for you and your family. Look, for, for those of you who have nine to fives, like I said, if it's your passion and if it's something you're great and you get to help people or you get to do whatever it is that you do, look, I am all for it. You know, more power to you. But I will say this. When you are an entrepreneur, right, you get to create something that could last for a, a very long time, a very long time. Because the thing is, is that you created it. It's not something that somebody else created or, you know, or you're working a nine to five and you're building somebody else's dream. No offense to my people who work the nine to fives, uh, but you get to create it and you get to leave it to your kids. You get to draw cash you know, out of it if you need to. You get to sell it if you want to and create something else. You know, one of the things we love um, at Owls is that we're creating a legacy for our kids, Right. We get to create something that we can leave leave to them if you want to. Now, they decide that they want to go and do something else. That's cool, too. But at the very least, they have that option. And so, you know, there's plenty of, you know, of people who started businesses long time ago and they're still around today, whether it be like Coca-Cola, Sears. You know, I think, you know, Sears was, you know, dates back to the 1800s. You know, with the railroad, with the uh, basically this guy was, you know, created this catalog and with the railroad, he was able to, you know, sell things through the railroad with his catalog. And that's how Sears, that's how Sears was born. And so, you know, those are just a few of the things that we love about entrepreneurship. And so um, before we wrap up today, I, like I said, I hope you got some value out of, you know, what we shared with you today. I hope you're going to continue to, you know, take this journey with us. This, um, this life of entrepreneurship is it's a, it can be daunting. Uh, it can be fun. It can be frustrating. It can be rewarding. It's, it's really crazy beautiful. But if you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to not give up and give in, uh, you can create something really special, not just for you, but for your family and uh, really your legacy. Well, that's it. That's the first episode of The Startup Life. We really hope you enjoyed it. Got some ultimate value in it. Hope you join us on this journey. Uh, Subscribe to the show. If you want to let us know what you think about the show or would like to advertise on our show, let us know in the comment section. Also, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Owls LLC. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, The Startup Life.